Sister Stories podcast. The aim of this podcast is to marvel at God's sovereignty over each of our lives as women and to encourage one another by sharing our stories. So my name is Sophie and today I'm joined by Susan. Hello. Hello, welcome. Um, so first of all, can you tell us who you are? Yes, uh, my name is Susan. I'm married to Matthew. We've been married for 13 years. Wow. We'll be 14 in December and we've got two children, Evangeline, who we say call Evie, she's five, and Gable, who's two. Wow, great. And uh, what do you do? What's, what's your job? And I'm a stay-at-home mum, yeah. so it's uh, busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so we're going to be talking about your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, throughout your life, but can you start with telling us about your family and your background? Yes, yeah, so... Um, I grew up with my mum and my dad and two older sisters, Caroline and Jan. We grew up in Basingstoke. Mm. Um, my family's originally from Scotland, but we moved for my dad's job. Mm. So, yeah. And we went to um, church growing up. Um, I had the privilege of uh, being in a Christian home. Mm. And um, we, so we went to church every Sunday um, quite charismatic church growing up Mm. and for my the first church that we went to was very charismatic Mm. yeah can you tell us a little bit more about um what you heard at this church what what you knew of God at that time yeah so I went to Sunday school every every Sunday and um I mean my I remember one uh Sunday school where we did like a passport Mm. of um being in heaven and so, and we had to sort of write something in the passport. And I remember I just wrote, I love God. I love Jesus. I love God. Amen. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I had a very basic understanding of who God was at that stage. Um, obviously, heard a lot about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely has been in my life from the very beginning, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. Um, Okay, and and how long were you at that uh, church for? Uh, yeah, so we were at the Charismatic Church from right when we moved from ba- to Basingstoke when I was a baby until I was about 16. So mm. the Charismatic Church had a school connected to it. Um, it was a bit like a home school that got out of hand, I think, because it was quite <laughs> quite a small school and... Often when I say, oh, I went to a Christian school, people immediately think, oh, that must have been a Church of England school, but it, yes. it wasn't. Um, but it was great to have a Christian influence at school as well because, you know, I'm still, I was hearing about Jesus all the time. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was hearing about Jesus. And one of the things that I really did enjoy was that uh, we'd have assemblies, mm. um, a worship session in assemblies, not all the time, but sometimes. And that was definitely a lot of fun. Mm. And um, and obviously, like, religious studies was all just Bible. That we mm. didn't actually learn about any other religions. Mm. Um, okay. So, yeah, it was a big, big part of my academic life as well as sun- on Sundays. Yeah. So did you feel like you were mostly surrounded by Christians at that stage of your life? And... How did you engage with other people that were not Christians? Yeah, I definitely felt like I was 
in a Christian bubble mm. and I just assumed that everyone around me must be a Christian yeah. um, and later on realised that wasn't the case <laughs> but you know we, we'd all heard about Jesus and you, it's kind of you can't escape it really you, you're going to learn about God uh, mm. hear about him regularly um, so yeah, yeah I, I don't think I actually came across a lot of non-Christians and maybe that made me a little bit fearful, mm. um, particularly with evangelism. I wouldn't know where to start, really, mm. about telling other people about Jesus. Yeah. I wonder as well whether um, whether there was a time when you questioned these things that you were taught or were you just, or, or did you just accept them and and therefore didn't have that, not necessarily doubt, but... Um, I guess opportunity to explore other worldviews. Would you say you you had that chance or, or not? Not necessarily. Um, it's a good question. I I think um, I never. I don't remember a time doubting mm. um, that God existed. Um, I'm a very creative person, so just you know the world around you. You just think that there has to be mm. a God, and it just made sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, um, yeah, it, it, when I guess being brought up in that in that um, environment makes you. It, it's it's good that you knew God and you had that relationship with Him very early on. Yeah. Um, it's interesting then how you would navigate a world where there are many different beliefs as a result so maybe we can get onto that actually yeah. in a little bit and yeah and what happens next and how how you got to engage maybe with different beliefs or, or people who would yeah. say different things actually yeah and that's really yeah. interesting and yeah I wonder when um so obviously you were there for quite a long time of uh, a long period of your life yeah um by year 11 would you say that you had a strong faith in Christ or or were you still exploring things, still unsure about, about things? I, I definitely think that my understanding of the Bible wasn't great mm. at that age. I knew what Jesus had done for me. Yeah. I knew he'd died for me and um, for my sins. But um, I think I had a lot of gaps in my understanding, particularly the Old Testament Mm. I really struggled to read it. I thought, well, I'll just skip to the Gospels because I can kind of understand what's going on yeah. there. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I still had a lot of learning to do. I would say that I didn't find school very easy, so I lent on God a lot to just help me. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that I was trusting in God, but... Mm. And also when you're younger, you sort of, you take a while to understand things mm, yeah. anyway. Um, so, so, you know, you're growing as a person as well. You're also growing in your understanding of the Bible. Mm. Um, but yeah, when I left school, we, my parents made the decision to leave the church, leave the charismatic church, go to an Anglican church. Mm. Yes. And so I think at that point, I grew a lot more in my 
sort of understanding of the Bible, and that's where I got baptized. Because mm-hmm. um, I had wanted to get baptized much younger when I'd seen my friends get baptized around 12. Yeah. And, but I think when I went to the Anglican church, we went through a course, and so I was able to fully understand what that all meant. Mm. And, you know, I was in the right place, I think. Yeah, and to know exactly what, what, why you would get baptised and, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, mm. So that, that, was, that was good to, to wait. I was disappointed not to get baptised younger because um, I felt probably around 12 that I knew what, what mm. I was doing, but it was definitely good to, to wait mm-hmm. and, and do it at the Anglican Church, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. So did that church bring uh, a stronger understanding of the gospel in you, or what was a yeah. bit what was different in that church? Uh, well, it was it was very different. I mean, I was I was used to um, women taking off their shoes and putting you know ribbons in the air <laughs> and dancing, uh, socks and sandals, um, tambourines on the side of your your leg. And lots mm-hmm. of dancing and hands in the air and things. So to go from that to an Anglican church was a big, mm. big change. And I think the way that they treated the Bible was very different. Mm. Um, one of the reasons that my parents wanted to leave the charismatic church was a couple of times the the preacher would say, we're not going to... I have prepared a sermon today, but we're not going to mm. we're not going to do that because we're just going to let the Holy Spirit speak to us today. Yeah, and that. So when we went to the Anglican Church, that never happened, and mm. there wasn't so much dancing, but the way people worship, you could tell that they loved Jesus and mm. they were singing from from their heart and. Yeah, the preaching was was good. I was taking a lot more notes um, mm-hmm. yeah. to the sermons. So, yeah, and that's good that God provided that that time of your life where you had maybe stronger preaching and teaching, and that can build your faith, can't it? Yeah, so, definitely. And I think yeah. when I went to uni to look for a church, mm. I def I definitely was looking for a church that helped me understand the Bible more. Mm. Yeah. Is that when you came to Cornerstone as well? Yes, yeah, yeah. so um, when I came to Kingston Uni, there there was the Christian Union. Mm-hmm. And I think there were so many people from Cornerstone or Fairfield at the time that also went to the CU. So mm-hmm. it just made sense to also go to the same church. Um, and you'd see the same people a few times a week. So you yeah. got close to those people quite quickly made friends quickly mm. and I think the CU and Cornerstone filled a lot of gaps as well mm. we did the Roman study yeah. I think Pete and Anne wrote um, and that had a big impact on me actually because I knew the basics about Jesus but there was, mm. it was a bit of a Oh, that's how it all fits, and yeah. you know, that's how you see the big picture. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that was really helpful. Mm. 
Okay. Um, so how long have you been in Cornerstone now? So I started coming in 2006 when I came to do fine art and then, yeah, never left. Yeah. I, I was determined, actually, that I wasn't going to leave the area because I think a few students went home after mm. they finished and I was like, that's not going to happen. I'm going to get a job, make sure I can stay in the area because mm-hmm. once you find a, a good church, you just don't, you don't want to leave. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and also because um, I was dating Matt and I didn't want him to forget I exist <laughs> <laughs> oh come on how could you forget Susan um, so um did you find a job in the area in, in yes the I got a lot of temporary jobs one was at a debt collector's which that was a pretty low point actually of my career <laughs> um, but you know yeah I, it could have been worse I could have been on the dole which is what a lot of fine art people say that that's mm-hmm. what they go on to yeah, to do yeah. Um, but yeah, just temp- temporary jobs. And then, yeah, when Matt and I got married, I was still doing quite a lot of temporary jobs just mm-hmm. to get, um, experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really go into anything too arty after, mm-hmm. after my degree. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you still carry on on the side though, doing drawings or? It's definitely anything? more of a hobby now. Yeah. Um, but I guess... W- you know, when you're gearing up to, I'm going to do a degree in art, mm. you think this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to be be painting and... Yeah. But the, rea- the reality is very different. It is, it? Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, I just thought I just need to start working. And I think I lack some confidence in my art as well. I think one of the things that I struggled with was I wanted to show something about my faith mm-hmm. in my artwork and I couldn't work out how to do that without it being really cheesy. Mm-hmm. And then it was only at Revive, like years later, that someone said, because God is the ultimate creator, mm-hmm. whatever you create can give him glory. Like, yeah. oh, I wish someone had told me that when I was in my degree. Because <laughs> I'd just take yeah. the pressure off myself a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. yeah. No, that's right, I guess, yeah. Yeah. You could be creating all kinds of things and, and reflect him. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, so, yeah, so you talked a little bit about the different churches you went to and how your faith grew in that time. Um, if we take things a little bit closer to now... Um, how would you say God has taught you in the last year or so, or maybe a little bit longer if you want to? Well, I was, yeah, I was thinking about this past year, and right at the beginning of this year, in January, I broke my foot mm. coming down the stairs, and it was very painful. Um, mm. yeah. But I think one of the things that I found encouraging was that the support that I got from people at church. Mm. So, yeah, shout out to the Rolfs who drove me to A&E and organised meal rotors and lifts to go different places. Mm. Um, I think as a mum, you want to feel like you're able to do everything and be in control. But mm. actually when when you broke your foot, when I broke my foot, it it was at least six weeks that I wasn't going to be able to do the same amount of things. Mm. So I was definitely learning humility 
Um, and not being too proud to ask for help as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, going back a little bit, um, in the sense, over your whole life so far, um, so you've talked to us a little bit about how different churches have brought you different things about God and, and understanding, really, about God. But I wonder about your your more personal relationship with him and whether that has changed over time and how that has deepened really over time could you tell us a little bit about that yeah I think um well you know just talking to God just you know I will just talk to him um praying to him and you know he you know he can help us in all all of our life I would say prayer is is what um, helps me grow in my mm. faith with him, talking to him about everything, even just asking him questions sometimes. Mm. Um, what's going to happen with this? Um, yeah. And I think prayer shows our absolute dependency on him. Mm. And, and there isn't anywhere else that you find that, you know, having a, a God that is relational mm. and... That is what I find amazing about our God is that mm-hmm. we can come to him about everything and knowing that he is sovereign, you know, whatever happens, he knows and he's in control. That is a great comfort because it doesn't matter what we plan because there's been a few things that I've thought, this is what I'd like to do. Or this is the path I want to go. And then it just doesn't work out. Yeah. And you think, oh, I don't know why. And then when you look back, because, you know, I'm 36 now. So there's been a few years Mm. um, that you look back and you think, oh, that is why that was a no then. Mm, Yeah. Or that is why God made me wait um, Mm. for something. And that's that's how when you when you now think, okay, I'm going to pray or I'm going to ask God for something, or things feel hard sometimes. Mm. Yeah. You think actually, I know from past experience that He has always been faithful, and He's always always been in control, and I just have to keep. Yeah. Keep trusting in him. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to bring you you to look back and and to remember that but actually knowing that is really helpful isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then you can just adjust your behavior in the sense of like actually no, I know this is the case. So I'm just going to hang on and and carry on really. So Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Has that changed when you became a mom as well? Has that deepened as you became a mom? Yes, I definitely, I definitely think you, yeah, you get married and um, I would say you get married and then you think, oh, actually I'm a really selfish person and I actually do need to um, keep trusting God to help me as a, as a wife. Mm. And then you become a mum and you're like, oh yes, I'm not actually in control of anything. Um, mm. and 
I'm not in control of them becoming Christians even. Yes. And you, you know, you can put them in a place where they're going to be hearing about Jesus. But the main thing is to keep praying for them. Mm. Keep praying for, you know, your your spouse and your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the most important thing that you can be doing. Um, yeah. Mm. Great. And lastly, if you had any advice to share with a younger Christian, what, what would you say to them? Well, it's definitely uh, not something I've mastered, but <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking recently about how tired you can be mm-hmm. um, and just weary with things. And then people say, oh, I need a bit of me time. Um, <laughs> and you think, oh, I'm just going to relax in front of the TV or whatever. Um, but actually, where you find real rest is in God. Mm. And so that's what I would say is just being in God's word and prayer and, you know, going to church mm. or home group. Um, those things, sometimes you think, oh, I can't, I can't do it tonight. <laughs> well, I always find the times that I've thought, I really don't want to go tonight. Those are when I've actually grown quite a lot. Thought, I actually really needed to hear those things. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, look for rest in God, not other other things. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really important, yeah. Because <laughs> it can be really easy to fill our lives with all kinds of other things, which are good, but mm. ultimately if we're not anchored in those truths, then, then it's not going to be the most helpful thing for us yes, in the long term. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. That's great. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Susan. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for uh, listening. That's all for today's episode of Sister Stories, but join us again next time.